Hello everybody out there and welcome to another episode of the Talk That Talk Show with me, Barry Holmes. We are here for our championship edition of the Talk That Talk Show here at 195 episodes. And it's without further ado, you know, we're making this episode a little bit later than usual. Um, I've definitely embraced this Sunday slot. But, um, you know, one of the things that kind of marks the end when we see the Super Bowl is the end of football. And I think that we've got, you know, a lot that we were able to watch this season. And it was one of the most entertaining seasons that, you know, we've seen in a long time, in my opinion. And I feel like even the the uh, the storyline going into this Super Bowl was, you know, one that we haven't seen before where you have two teams that are just so evenly matched. And, you know, there was so much drama throughout the playoffs. But again, this marks the official end of the NFL season. And sure, I'm sad because, you know, I loved putting together some nice parlays with some of the football games and, you know, I, 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 my, my fantasy football team didn't do as well as I would have liked to this season. But nonetheless, it was a great NFL season, and I'm sad to see it go. And in closing this NFL season, I definitely want to congratulate the Philadelphia Eagles for doing something that we haven't seen many NFL teams do. You know, the, the Philadelphia Eagles, outside of that one loss, where Gardner Minshew was the starter that day. I think it was against the Lions. You know, the the Philadelphia Eagles set the blueprint of kind of old-school smash-mouth football, you know, getting power back to the run game and really just relying on that defense as, as far as, you know, creating turnovers. You know, we saw that they, that, that um, defensive line garnered so many sacks throughout the season. And, you know, the defense has kind of been one of those things that has been kind of overlooked based off of the the strong, strong run game that the Eagles had most of this season. And, you know, I think that it's without question. I saw something before, um, I think it was like Super Bowl interviews, and they had asked Jalen Hurts, uh, one of the reporters had apologized to him. He said, I'm sorry, you know, I didn't think that you were going to be able to lead the, the Eagles to the Super Bowl. And he was like, you weren't the only one. And he's like, yeah, I just wanted to apologize, man. He was just like, all right, cool. And I think that, um, you know, Jalen Hurts, you know, from what we saw this regular season and also what we saw in the postseason, you know, he's someone that you definitely want to build your franchise around. I mean, I think when we have to, and I'll get into, you know, my favorite quarterback, you know, Patrick Mahomes, obviously. But again, I want to take some time to really talk about what Jalen Hurts did here this season. And, you know, for the Eagles, it, they, they really had struggled to find, you know, that, that true quarterback that seemed to be their guy. You know, Carson Wentz, you know, there was, you know, tumultuous you know, couple seasons with him. Uh, Nick Foles, it was like a flash of lightning, and, you know, he did what he did in the Super Bowl. But, you know, there hasn't been a consistent, really good quarterback for the Eagles since, really, Donovan McNabb. You know, even Michael Vick gave you a couple good years, but, you know, the consistency and the longevity that I can see Jalen Hurts 
quarterback in the Philadelphia Eagles at a high level, you know, I think that you have nothing but a bright future to look forward to if you're in Philadelphia Eagles fan. Um, Jalen Hurts looks every bit of as advertised as a leader. You know, you don't really see him uh, in trouble or doing anything detrimental to the team. Uh, he just seems like a guy that's locked in and, the, and that will give you everything he's got. I mean, for Christ's sakes, the guy had, what, three touchdowns, three rushing touchdowns, which hadn't been done uh, since, I believe, Terrell Davis. So, you know, again, Jalen Hurts, if you're an Eagles fan, is someone that you should be very, very happy with that is your quarterback and will be the face of your franchise. If I were a Philadelphia Eagles fan, I would be telling – you know, whatever front office, to give that man the contract extension that he wants. Because Jalen Hurts is every bit as advertised as not only a leader, but a great football player as well, too. And, I, and also, one thing that I have to say, I don't know what was going on with Miles Sanders, but, you know, Kenneth Gainwell looked like a very, very good runner and someone that you might see break out for the Philadelphia Eagles next season based off what we saw in the Super Bowl. He was running super hard and really relegated uh, Miles Sanders to the bench. I know a lot of people who had some prop bets on him in the rushing yards and um, came up a little bit short, obviously, with the lack of usage. But the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, they put up a valiant effort, um, definitely had one of the greatest regular seasons um, in, in history. But I think what we saw was a, a very highly motivated Patrick Mahomes doing what Patrick Mahomes does. You know, I think that he really relishes in these big game moments. And I think we were all scared as Chiefs fans when we saw him go down towards the end of that first half. And I saw that ankle and you saw him wincing. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, please, please let him be okay. Because it looked like he could barely walk out there. He's walking very gingerly. But um, what we saw was the heart of a champion. You know, Jeffrey made some jokes. He had uh, uh, his phone, and there was a meme, and it looked like an x-ray of uh, Patrick Mahomes' ankle, and it had, like, a picture of a pit bull. Because he got that dog in him, you know. And I think that, you know, if you've played – a sport at a high level, you know what it means to put your body in the sacrifice, even when times where maybe you shouldn't be playing, uh, maybe in times where you weren't feeling 110%, but you still went out there and competed. And I think that, you know, Patrick Mahomes, and when we look at these long-term deals and wonder if these guys are worth 10-year contracts in the NFL where guys are so expendable and you can pick the next uh, guy to lead your franchise in the draft. But, you know, Patrick Mahomes represents stability. He represents consistency and someone that has that clutch factor. You know, one of the next shirts that I do want to make, you know, and talk that talk show would be the clutch shirts to finish off the core values lines because I believe that through confidence and consistency, that's where you get the clutch factor. And what we've seen from Patrick Mahomes is an immense amount of confidence. I don't think there's anyone that watched that Super Bowl game that truly thought that the Chiefs weren't going to come back at some point. You know, I think that, you know, the big turning point of that game and something that really needs to be highlighted is um, some great defensive scheming by Steve Spagnola. 
I mean, I know that he's not really going to get um, the praise that he should get because the Eagles still put up a big 35 points on the Chiefs. And I don't think that we thought that the Eagles weren't going to put points on the board. But really what it came down to was throwing different looks at the Philadelphia Eagles so that at points we could get key stops. And in that second half, it seemed like when we got that stop with about five-something minutes left in the ball game, you know, you kind of saw that the Chiefs were going to try and set up to make sure that Philadelphia did not get that ball back. And if they did, there wouldn't be much time left. And that's where it comes down to the time management and the coaching by Andy Reid. You know, he's had such experience in these big games. He's been on both ends, both winning and losing. And I think that Andy Reid's someone as a coach that truly works on his craft and puts in the time and effort, whether it be the film room, whether it be relationships with his players, but he knows where to put his guys in the best position so that they can be successful. And I think that that's where you can kind of, when we take a recap as far as what we saw with this entire Super Bowl or what we saw with the Chiefs throughout this entire season, you know, we've just seen a combination of what a real team looks like in the NFL. And even someone like Harrison Bucker, who missed a key field goal, you know, came back and hit the game-winning field goal. And I think that where it comes down to all the cogs kind of being put together to 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 break that machine go, you know, you got to start off with Travis Kelsey, who's pretty much the heart and soul of this team. Um, it just seems like, you know, every single time the Chiefs need a big-time catch, you know, this guy who's running his own routes, you know, options, whether he wants to go long or sit within the zone, he just always seems to make the right decision. He's always in a position to catch passes from Patrick Mahomes. And, you know, I'm just happy that we'll get to see this duo for many years to come. And, you know, without Travis Kelsey, you know, we were looking at a team that was battered at the wide receiver position. But the the, the key players who were hurt in that division, um, in that AFC championship game, really stepped up. You know, I can't tell you how many uh, positive yard catches that uh, Juju Smith wound up catching, and they were tough catches. And it wasn't like they were big chunk yardage plays. He was getting those tough four-yard catches, those tough three-yard catches, just to keep the you know the positive uh, play script going in the right direction. And I think that for someone who you know has struggled with drops and has looked at as someone that you know hasn't given out max effort, you got to put Juju Smith in there as someone who really contributed. You know, at that wide receiver position to make sure the Chiefs could get a dub. And then also, I joked around with my boy Eric Turner because he was talking about how Kadarius Tony was ass and that, you know, he was terrible for the Giants and didn't deserve anything. But Kadarius Tony showed up big, you know, got the touchdown catch, got the big time, uh, actually longest in Super Bowl history for his punt return, which set up a big score for us to put a put us up by eight the first time but um you know again the play from the wide receivers that were injured you know elevated their play and truly just gave us that cushion to where it just seemed like in the second half we kind of flipped the script um on the philadelphia eagles and you know we've heard from a couple people talking about how the eagles abandoned the run game but honestly i think the chiefs took away the run game because, you know, a lot of the times 
um, Jalen Hurts would be running these read option plays. And, you know, those linebackers were really getting downhill and stuffing those plays. Um, I think that at the beginning of the game, it worked a little bit more because those defensive linemen just really didn't get a chance to sink their, you know, sink their um, their hands into the ground and really kind of feel out what the offensive line was doing. Because make no mistakes, that Eagles offensive line is elite. Um, it just seemed like every fourth and one, third and one situation, they were pushing. I remember the one time Chris Jones actually jumped over the line, stopped uh, Jalen Hurts in the air, but because of the progress of that offensive line, they pushed him ahead. But um, I think that when it comes down to it, the offense is going to get a big-time nod. You know, we've seen that the MVP was Patrick Mahomes. You know, when you get two Super Bowl MVPs and you win two Super Bowls in your first five years in the NFL, you pretty much have a better career resume than Aaron Rodgers now, who people have held in this high regard. And I heard this conversation about now in the modern day era because of Tom Brady. Um, it used to be you get one Super Bowl, you're in an elite class, and now you're in, you know, uh, maybe potential Hall of Famer. Now that bar has kind of gotten raised to where you need to win multiple Super Bowls, you know. And Patrick Mahomes has put himself in that conversation of winning multiple Super Bowls. And I think that he is not done with uh, creating to his legacy. It just seems like every time in these big games, whether, you know, he seems to get some sort of injury that's going to bar him from putting out his 100% uh, physically, um, he just always finds a way to, to just will them. I mean, there was one play where he was damn near horizontal to the ground and he completes a shoelace catch to Travis Kelsey to move the sticks. And that's just like one of many plays that Travis Kelsey and uh, Patrick Mahomes, you know, kind of have that, that synchronization together with. And then even to have the courage from Patrick Mahomes to run the football in the second half. Um, anybody else, when they had a, a, a tough injury like that or a scare where he was damn near hobbling off that, that field, anybody that has that happen, you're going to think twice about what you do running the football. Just ask Cam Newton in the Super Bowl where he didn't want to recover that fumble against the uh, Broncos. But, you know, when you get hit like that, you know, our first reaction is to, you know, maybe not do that again. That's a, a, a natural deterrent, right? But Patrick Mahomes did the exact opposite and really got some big-time plays for us down the stretch, utilizing his legs, which weren't 100%. And that's why I feel like, you know, if you're somebody that's looking to get a franchise player, you want someone that you're going to build your franchise around. You want someone that's going to lay their body on the line. You know, we talked about, you know, people saying that they die for this game and really the, willing to risk their lives. When you have someone like DeMar Hamlin who pretty much is surviving and, um, you know, escaped out with his life, this should just shows you just how vicious this game can be. And when you look at the physicality which was played within the Super Bowl, you know, there was a time where I thought Isaiah Pacheco really just got the wind knocked out of him and then comes back to run the ball even harder afterwards, you know. So, you know, it takes a different type of mentality to go out there and succeed at the highest level. And 
That's why I think it just makes this Super Bowl a little bit more memorable because, you know, the first one that we won against the 49ers definitely was a good game. But I think this was a signature win as far as um, Patrick Mahomes' legacy because of the fact that he had all the odds, you know, against his favor. You know, he comes in as an underdog, comes in with an hobbled ankle, comes in with a battered wide receiver core, Goes up with a defense that seems like underachievers yeah. or, you know, always is given, you know, that backhand. So, you know, my boy Patrick Mahomes had all the cards against him, and yet he still comes out and delivers the Chiefs a win. And that's why when we talk about great quarterbacks, you know, that's why these guys get paid so much money because at the end of the day, football, yes, is a team sport. But you are nothing without a great quarterback. And there's 100% reasons why the Chiefs and the Eagles wound up being in the Super Bowl because of great quarterback play. And you look at the 49ers. Had they had a quarterback, maybe this would have been a different story. Maybe we don't have the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Who knows? But all I know is, you know, quarterback play is super important here in the NFL. And the Chiefs proved that. You know, amidst all the doubt, amidst everything that was kind of stacked up against them, they were still able to come out on top. And, you know, a lot of people were saying that because we messed with the Rocky statue that, you know, we were kind of signing our own death wish. But, you know, I think that's all, um, you know, speculation and hijinks. Um, The Chiefs did not suffer from messing with that statue. And, um, you know, it was dope. You know, I got to spend a little time with my sister and some of my friends from the bowling community, um, watch the game with me. Shout out to Ishabod Crane as well. Big shout out to Tori and TK for hosting. Um, it was a great Super Bowl event at your house. But um, I, I just really enjoyed the Super Bowl for the simple fact that, you know, it was a memorable one. I think that with everything stacked against us. And then it was also cool to see some of the different prop bets and um, parlays hit throughout the game, same gamers. We did call that Travis Kelsey touchdown if you were listening into us the past week. So there was definitely, I think you said, uh, did you say Isaiah Pacheco you thought was going to score as well too? So I think we went two for two as far as our Super Bowl touchdown prediction. So now... With, you know, the Super Bowl ending, we all know what this is now leading into. And we are now about to head into March Madness. If you have not been up on your college basketball, now would be the time to watch some of these conference games before the conference tournaments start because, you know, this is a very, very deep tournament. Um, You know, we saw Purdue just got knocked off again. Um, you know, with some of these conferences, you know, the division has been very, very, um, very tight. And a lot of these guys have three, four, five losses that are in your top five, top 10. So that should just tell you just the uh, volatility um, within college basketball. And I, I've really enjoyed watching some of these small mid major schools. 
And we see, you know, here in the brackets uh, the, how there's, you know, instability at the top. So, you know, if you have not watched any college basketball, I would definitely suggest you check it out leading into the March Madness. But I think that the one thing that we all have to talk about, would have liked to have Jeff on here, but, you know, hopefully um, sometime soon we'll be able to make it work. But um, I think the biggest headline of the week had to definitely be Kyrie Irving getting traded to the Dallas Mavericks. And, you know, I, I said this before about how a lot of the Nets uh, faithful are going to be disappointed and might hop off the bandwagon just because of the fact that, you know, when KD and Kyrie decided to, I guess, stay for whatever long that it was for this season, you know, we saw those bandwagon fans that, you know, truly – believed that the Nets were going to be contenders. And why would you not think that they were, especially when they had James Harden last season as well, too? And I just feel like as basketball fans, we were robbed of the true Brooklyn experience because, you know, with Kyrie, James Harden, and KD, you know, that seemed like to be one of the craziest super teams ever assembled. And, I mean, geez, how could they ever lose, right? But... Um, it was just disappointing to see that that didn't work out and kind of just shows you just how important chemistry is within team sports. And, um, you know, KD leaving to go to Phoenix also shows that the Nets were just kind of, they, they knew that, you know, their star players weren't exactly bought in. And we talk about it all the time where if, you know, people are places where they don't want to be, you know, you can't force them to stay there. And, I think that the Nets did what they could. They got a lot of draft stock for them. You know, got some definitely some key pieces like Mikael Bridges and Spencer Dinwiddie. Uh, I was joking with Jeff because uh, he was so excited about getting Dorian Finney-Smith. But um, <laughs> it's all good, man. The Nets, you know, Nets fans, I just hope that they don't. Uh, jump ship and give up on this Nets team because they definitely have some young talent and they will be good. Not contenders now, but um, there definitely will be some team that you don't want to give up on. And uh, I think that the Nets uh, fans, of course, should be definitely devastated because um, in that three-year span, you thought you were going to see a little bit more from Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. But I guess... Again, to to then trade them and get rid of that little circus or the constant questions that surround whether KD's playing or what's going on with Kyrie at this juncture outside of basketball. You know, I just think it's super important uh, that they were able to try and get some stability. And what they get back with Spencer Dinwiddie is one of those guys that's not really in the limelight. Um, Mikael Bridges, who wasn't exactly your superstar player in Phoenix, but, you know, a big locker room culture guy and someone who you know seems to be playing like a professional I think that you know for the Nets who struggled really to find an identity you know what is this New York you know what is this uh Brooklyn Nets team what where did they hang their hat on even when they had Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and you know James Harden I don't think we truly got a sense of what their identity was as a basketball team and I think that through the uh, trades that they made and the players that they acquired, you kind of get a sense of what type of culture they're trying to create in Brooklyn, kind of uh, going back to those Kenny Atkinson days. So, you know, as Nets fans, you know, I know you're upset. I know it's disappointing, 
but don't give up on the Brooklyn Nets. Um, it takes time. You know, I've had to watch so many years of bad basketball with my New York Knicks, but that's what makes it much sweeter when you see them getting these wins and knowing that you didn't give up on them. Um, in closing, my dad had a tournament today. I definitely want to congratulate him for going out and shooting 300 in his tournament today. Um, you know, in closing, you know, we talked about the clutch factor. We talked about um, what Patrick Mahomes truly did to captivate not only the fan base of Kansas City, but just instill the belief within that team to have them go out there and win. And I think that, you know, to see my dad go out there and accomplish um, something that he's really worked on, you know, hard with his craft, you know, I think that that was important to him to kind of see that, you know, he kind of has his swagger back. And um, for someone like Pops who, you know, has been happy with his performances in the past couple weeks, but knows that he had a little bit more to give. I think that, you know, that was proof to him to show that, you know, he could still do this thing, man. And um, I'm definitely happy for him. Wanted to congratulate him for shooting 300 at a UBA tournament event, which, you know, is not easy to do, guys. It's uh, very difficult. And I think that, again, it kind of just shows to everyone else out there that tunes into these episodes um, and that actually knows Pops personally, is that, you know, if you put your mind to something, if you put the work in, if you put the practice time in, um, anything is possible, you know, um, you can really do anything, and I think that, you know, in doing so, you know, it'll be exciting to see what Pops can do with these next couple weeks to see, you know, if this kind of, you know, gives him a boost or um, going into these next couple of weeks of the bowling season for him. Um, and then also, for anybody, again, that tunes into this show, we want to give a big-time shout-out to Doc. Um, she's going to be having her surgery in the next couple of weeks. Um, you know, we want to bring all of our thoughts and prayers and positive energy over towards Doc to make sure that you know she can have a successful surgery and come out A-OK and brand new. So, um, you know, we thank you guys for your support as always. Um, this is the Talk That Talk Show, episode 195 in the books. Um, it didn't matter whether it was 11 o'clock, 11.30, if it was Super Bowl Sunday. You know, it was an important day as a fan of the Kansas City Chiefs, but most importantly as a podcast host that um, – represents consistency and represents um, stability, um, something that you can depend on, dependability. Um, that's what it's all about. And I think that that's some keys as to why the Chiefs were really able to get this Super Bowl win here is because they had the leaders in place to ensure that victory was the only option in the Super Bowl. And um, I think that... You know, in being a leader of this Talk That Talk show and um, having the passion that I do for this show and growing it, you know, it's easy to make the decisions and the sacrifices to make sure this shit happens, man. And um, I'm just so happy that we're, you know, closing in on five episodes left until the 200th episode. If you have not gotten a chance to already, make sure you grab yourself a Talk That Talk Show hoodie. We just re-released my first ever hoodie. Um, I remember when I had just released, I think, a couple shirts. 
and I know I had to, you know, bump up, you know, the price as far as making the hoodies, and I was worried about spending the extra money um, and wondering if people would support me in the way that I wanted them to, to fill out a full order. And I just decided to trust myself, believe in myself, and invest in myself. And the rest was history. I wound up selling out that hoodie in six hours. And I vowed to myself that I would never not invest in myself or believe in myself. And that's why I really wanted to re-release that hoodie because, you know, just the importance of what that hoodie meant to me. And I definitely wanted to add it back into the rotation. So, you know, to go to the... Um, to go to uh tori's uh tori's house my sister's house and seeing multiple people wearing that hoodie you know it's one of the best feelings man and um a validating uh feeling that i made the right decision in re-releasing them but um yo it's just amazing to you know sit here before you guys i know i'm only just a week out of you know the the accident but you know still still fresh to me in, in my mind and um I just think about, again, having a new lease on life, and I don't want to be repetitive, but, you know, it just feels good to be here. You know, it feels good to um, just talk to you guys each and every week. feels good to have a raffle that you could potentially participate in to design the next colorway for the Talk That Talk Show hoodie. Um, we're going to be pulling the winner for that on the 200th episode, so you guys have five weeks left to try and enter for the uh, hoodie colorway design raffle, um, dollar a raffle ticket, uh, $20 max tickets that you can purchase, and we're going to pick the winner on the 200th episode, and that winner will get to design the next colorway for the Talk That Talk Show hoodie. So, again, you know, with the merch that we're putting out here, I'm just trying to be more directed and giving you all what you want. And that's part of why this project is so important because, you know, it's definitely me up here um, giving you my thoughts unfiltered and some of the things that I think you would want to hear about. But at the same time, you know, giving you what you want and giving you 100% of myself. And that's what makes this show pop, man. And that's why, um, you know, we're past 25,000 downloads and we'll continue to keep going each and every week um, because that's what you sign up for when you subscribe to the Talk That Talk Show. That's what you get when you decide to put a Talk That Talk Show shirt or hoodie on that you bought from me. Um, you get someone that is committed to this show and delivering it to you every single week, no matter what is going on in my life. And I appreciate you all so much. Big shout out to Alex Balonis on our Instagram Live, Reese on our Facebook Live, Bud Stevens, Christopher Rodriguez, Russ Ryman, Brian Spawn on our Instagram Live stream. Everyone else out there that's going to watch this on YouTube after we go off live, you know, I love you all. I thank you all so much um, for being here with me. Um, like Doc said, if you build it, they will come, and I'm just happy that I got started in building. Um, the house is not built yet, but um, we're we're we're, baited, we're we've we're building the base to the house, and I think that um, the amount of people that continue to to tune into this show, um, the amount of people that continue to proudly wear their merchandise shows the progress not only from episode one, but the growth and the depth of each episode that we provide for you all so thank you guys for tuning into this show let's go chiefs how about them chiefs you gotta fight
for your right to party. So, yo, once again, thank you guys so much. I love you all. The Chiefs are Super Bowl champions. Yeah. And we'll see you all next week.